and welcome to another episode of Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I want to thank you all for tuning in today right here on TalkingAlternative.com. And today, we are sort of have a continuation of, of our discussion from last week. So last week, if you missed last week's show, I had on Dr. Marshall Hagens. He is a physical therapist and professor at LAU Brooklyn campus. And we were talking about his research into yoga and its effect on blood pressure. So if you missed that episode, you can... Uh, go right on to the webpage here, uh, the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart page on Talking Alternative, and listen to it, download it, or you can also uh, go to the iTunes page for Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart and listen to it there. So like I said, today we're sort of continuing with our yoga talk, and I'm very happy to have on the show today another great physical therapist. Her name's Dusty N. Miller. And she is a board-certified women's clinical health specialist, and I know we've had a lot of them on recently, um, which is recognized through the American Physical Therapy Association, through the American Physical Therapy Specialties. And she uh, started a move from New York City to California and started a clinical practice in Santa Rosa, California, and we'll, get, we'll talk more about that during the show. She is also a certified yoga teacher, having earned her certification through the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health in Massachusetts. And she is also the creator of the DVD, Your Pace Yoga Relieving Pelvic Pain. So, Dustin, hello, and thank you for calling in from California. Welcome to the show. Hi, Karen. Thanks so much for having me. So, you know, you are sort of one of these people, you know, there's a lot of uh, physical therapists who are kind of wear a couple of different hats. And, and you're certainly one of those, being a certified yoga instructor and a physical therapist. Um, but before we kind of get into, you know, sort of how you're able to meld the, melt the two together and treat your patients, let's talk about, and we did a, talked a little bit about this last week with um, Marshall as well, but uh, let's, if we can, talk about what yoga is and what are its benefits. Great, yeah. So yoga comes from the word, the Sanskrit root yug, which is union. So yoga is the union of the mind, body, and spirit, awareness of the breath, awareness of your unconscious patterns. So through the practice of yoga, we can bring into consciousness these patterns that we have in our lives and develop compassion towards ourselves, develop strength in healing and wisdom. And the whole idea is that you take the practice that you implement on the mat and then um, do that, uh, implement that into your, into your life, into your personal life. So we, what we gain from a yoga practice is this raise in energy while simultaneously gaining the ability to calm the body and calm the mind. Mm-hmm. And what, I guess, how did you personally get started with yoga? I got started in yoga as a dancer. So I went to physical therapy school, and then I moved to New York, and I did musical theater work for a long time. And so I found yoga from, really, from a musculoskeletal perspective. I thought this would be great for my dancing. It'll help, you know, stretch me out a little bit, help Mm -hmm. me relax. I had no idea it was going to transform my life. And and so I started out in a gym yoga class that my sister's friend introduced me to, and I just fell in love with the practice. And so, 
what then made you say, hmm, so you were already a physical therapist at this time. And so then what made you think, oh, now I think I'd like to be a yoga instructor? You know, for me, the way these things work in my life is like I never really see the true meaning of what I'm doing, you know. So I thought, oh, wait, I'll just go, you know, instead of being a waitress or I was doing like coach check work as I was performing and, you know, I wasn't doing anything with my PT degree. I thought, you know, I'll, I'll, I know, I'll go be a yoga teacher. That will that will get me some money, mm-hmm. you know, so it'll be like a side job. Mm-hmm. So I went to Kripalu. I got trained there, and I came back to the city, and there was no interest in Kripalu yoga style. Everyone was into either hot yoga or the vinyasa flow at that time. So I thought, well, that was just, you know, that was a bad idea. <laughs> and little did I know it was actually going to be for me because I had struggled with anxiety in my 20s. It was just a huge opening and a really great way for me to um, give me a tool to deal with anxiety when that came up. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I said, oh, that's really what I was meant to do. I was meant to do yoga, to, to go through the training in order to have a, a personal spiritual benefit and a way for me to deal with my anxiety. And then fast forward, when I got back into physical therapy, and specifically dealing with a lot of pelvic pain or patients with pelvic pain, mm-hmm. I thought, this is it. This is like the key. This is what I can offer as my strength to the people who find me to work with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sort of melting those two together. So, mm-hmm. and, and I think that kind of leads me to the next question is, you know, how does yoga work? So it conceptually work within the pelvic pain rehab model. I mean, I've had a lot of, um, as you know, we've done a lot of sort of women's health shows the last couple of um, months, I feel like. And, you know, pelvic pain is, it seems it's very personal um, and and so varied. So how does yoga sort of conceptually work in, in the rehab model for pelvic pain? Mm-hmm, great. Yeah, so the whole goal for me when I when I think about this is to to get to give your patient a yoga home program to change pain from being the predominant experience or output of movement. Mm-hmm. Right? So the idea of having yoga as a movement alternative that may not necessarily have that imprint of being painful mm. and it's very normalizing for people because they can call their friend and say, "Hey, uh, do you want to take this restorative yoga class or do you want to go take this gentle class? And no one in the room needs to know what they're going through, if they have bladder pain or if they mm. have, you know, any endometriosis or any other diagnosis that they're dealing with. And it's an empowering thing for people to be able to self-treat during a flare-up and to really augment the treatment that they're receiving in the office by doing a yoga home program or going to a class. So... That's that's one major part. I, I get really jazzed up about the whole empowerment aspect. Mm-hmm. And then you can look at it from more of a biomechanical um, viewpoint, looking mm-hmm. at the asana or the different postures. Mm-hmm. And we can look at how valuable the pranayama work is, which is the breath work. Okay. Specifically looking at the diaphragm. And I know you had Diane Leon yeah. and all of the awesome work that she's done with the diaphragm. Um, looking at improving the overall function of the diaphragm, decreasing the superficial muscle activity of the trunk and the hips through breath work, increasing global relaxation response, improving the trunk control. Mm-hmm. So all of the things that we look at from rehabbing the diaphragm within the pelvic floor dysfunction model, we can use 
pranayam, the breath work through yoga, to really, um, it's like a neuro technique, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so using that for a home program. And again, it's normalizing, and it's it's um, it's got a different imprint of, of being uh, more holistic, and people really can latch on to that idea. Right, yeah, and, and you know, last week, like I said, we had um, I had Marshall Hagen's on, and he's his research was yoga and its effect on blood pressure and things like that. But what um, what he said, and it, which I think for a lot of people, sort of wondering, you know, you're talking about pelvic pain, pelvic floor. How does the diaphragm even fit into that? They're not really that close together. Um, but what he said that I really liked is, you know, you have the your ab- your abdomen, the bottom, the floor is your pelvic floor muscles, and the ceiling is your diaphragm. And then around the side, you know, you have other soft tissues, your obliques and, and things like that. So I think that that was nice to give a visual to people who maybe aren't physical therapists, who don't really understand how you how breathing or how the diaphragm can have an impact on the pelvic floor. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then we think about Mary Massery's work with the soda pop can model. So if you even extend it further up mm-hmm. and you look at the tab when you open up a can of soda, mm-hmm. and that's the vocal cords. So we can use different pranayam techniques if we do like a or a, mm. we can even go even further introducing the, that level up there as well. As, as a way to sort of equalize, normalize pressure within the mm-hmm. abdominals, or the, sorry, the abdominal cavity, I don't know what to... Yeah, it's a whole model of postural stability that, mm-hmm. so if somebody's got a tracheotomy, so they lose stability from the vocal cords, then that's going to affect the whole pressure dynamics through the whole system. Interesting. I never yeah. even thought about that. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, she does a lot of work in pediatrics. It's really oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And so when when you're... And, and we'll kind of get into this maybe in the next segment a little bit more, but I would love for you to sort of... And I'll have you think about this over the commercial break, but sort of thinking about... Um, I would love to have you sort of take us through maybe how you would treat someone using your yoga background, someone with pelvic pain, that let's say you're trying to help uh, re-educate the diaphragm. So what sort of cues do you give to to someone? Do you know what I mean? Okay, sure. Okay, great. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll sort of hear how uh, Dustyanne kind of treats her patients using her yoga practice. Everybody stay tuned. We'll be right back. Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. Are you confused about which diet is right for you? Are you tired of being tired? How about improving your energy, strength, and appearance? Hi, I'm Rika Keck, a holistic nutrition and wellness consultant. If you have answered yes to any of my questions, contact me now at nyintegratedhealth.com or at 646-285-8588. Initiate change and transform your life. Are you concerned about the future of your business or career? Would you like it all to just be better? Well, the way to do that is through better communication. And the best way to do that is training from the team at Improving Communications. 
This is Larry Sharp, host of the Ivory Tower Radio Program and Director at Improving Communications. Does your office need better leadership, customer service, sales, or maybe better writing or speaking skills? Could they be better at dealing with confrontation, conflicts, and touchy subjects? All are covered here at Improving Communications. If you're in the New York City area, stop by one of our public classes or get your human resources in touch with us. The website is improvingcommunications.com. That's improvingcommunications.com. Improve your professional environment. Be more effective. Be happier and make more money. Improving communications. That's the answer. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy. I'm joined today by Dusty Ann Miller. She's a physical therapist and yoga instructor, and she is also a board-certified women's clinical health specialist through the APTA. And so we are talking about, I asked sort of Dusty Ann to kind of give us an example of how she, because we were talking about sort of the function of the diaphragm and how you can use um, breathing within yoga to kind of help with sort of uh, pelvic pain and dysfunction. And so I had asked Dusty Ann if she could sort of take us through perhaps the cues or things that she would say when she is instructing a patient in, in some of these breathing, yoga breathing techniques. Um, so Dusty Ann, what, what again is, is the yoga breathing called? It's called pranayama, or sometimes it's pronounced pranayama. Okay, all right. So um, just because I don't, I, I want to make sure I don't want to, you know, screw up the, the name. So, right. so go, go ahead, if you can kind of give us um, sort of a quick run-through of, of how you would instruct a patient, let's say perhaps in a home program, or how you would treat them using this, this um, the yoga breathing. Great. Yeah, so let's do it together. Let's um, find yourself in a comfortable position. It can be sitting or standing, or if you're listening at home, you can lie down if you feel like that's the best position for you. Okay. Find that position. You want to ground down through whatever you're making contact with. So if you're sitting in a chair, you want to ground down through your sits bones. If you're standing, you want to ground down through your feet into the floor can allow your eyes to close if you like, or just soften your gaze towards the floor. And bring one hand to your belly and one hand to your chest. And close your eyes if you feel comfortable and monitor where you feel like you may be holding a little bit more tension in your body See if you can soften there. And then bring your shoulders up towards your ears. And then back down and circle your shoulders around. And then we'll start with a breath called the letting go breath. You inhale. 
and you let go in an audible sigh. Again, inhale, and letting go in an audible sigh. And then the dirga, which is the three-part breath, you inhale into the belly, so you feel your belly expand into your hand, and then allow the breath to come up, expanding the ribcage, and allow the collarbones to float up, and then let that go. And then inhale into the belly, expanding the ribcage up to the collarbones, and let it go. And as you repeat this breath pattern, think about your ribcage expanding out to the sides and also out and back, or what we call posterior lateral. That's an area that gets um, not much love there, so you mm-hmm. want to make sure that you expand through there. And then you can bring that to a close and just check back in and see if there's been any change in the areas that you felt that you were holding tension. And then that's that's a really great way to check in. So you could have your patient do that, you know, every half hour if they're mm-hmm. computer and they get, you know, that sort of computer hunch going on. You can have them set a timer every 30 minutes just to check back in. And, and why I love Pranayama is just this reset button, this automatic reset button. You're, you're balancing the parasympathetics and the nervous, uh, the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. You're decreasing that overall rigidity. You're decreasing the superficial muscle activity. Mm-hmm. And it's just this reset that you can just plug into at any time. If you're in line at Dwayne Reed and you're annoyed that there's 15 people in front Always. of you. Right? Always. Oh, Dwayne Reed, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Always. But yeah, usually there's some sort of like crankiness going on there. Yes. And you can just, you can just find your feet. You just ground down through the, through the nasty floor of Dwayne Reed and uh-huh. find the breath. And, and it's this automatic reset. By right. the time you get to the cashier, you're you're filled with this light, and they they're happy that you were in their line. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you. And <laughs> so now, obviously, that's that was a great example of how sort of that yoga breathing can help with, like you said, um, and and that could be not just pelvic pain, but but like you said, even if you're in in a time when you're starting to feel anxious or you're starting to get stressed, you know, that this, it is a great way to kind of reset everything. And I like that a lot. So oh, good. Yeah, I like it. So now let's go into more. And, and, you know, you also have, like I said, you're the creator of the DVD, Your Pace Yoga, Relieving Pelvic Pain. And, and we'll get kind of get into that maybe in the next segment. But what, what I'd like to, to talk about is, aside from the breathing, how can other yoga exercises help those with pelvic floor dysfunction? Mm-hmm. Great, yeah. So besides the breathing, besides resetting the nervous system, the balance mm-hmm. there, we look at the actual musculoskeletal and myofascial components to yoga, mm-hmm. right, which is kind of what we think about more in this culture. We see the yoga journal, you know, going through the line of Whole Foods, and we say, oh, God, I could never do that. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't, like, do a headstand or, you know, go into a pretzel, but really yoga is for everybody. Mm-hmm. But so what we see usually is the physical aspect of yoga. Um, there are also the yamas and the niyamas, which I won't get into, but if we, if we look at the asana, the postures, just from purely a, a myofascial and musculoskeletal point of view, mm-hmm. we can stretch what's tight. We can 
strength and what's weak. We can look at, um, in the class that I taught, I talked about the anatomy trains a lot, the myofascial planes mm-hmm. that Tom Myers talks about. Mm-hmm. And we can look at how the lines of pull um, work in relation to movement and postural function. So, for example, downward-facing dog, if, if um, people aren't familiar with that, that's when you, you start out in, like, an all-fours position mm-hmm. on the ground, and then you shoot your sits bones back, so you're in kind of like an upside-down V. Mm-hmm. That is actually elongating the entire superficial back line, which is what Tom, Thomas Myers would talk about in anatomy trains. So some of the landmarks in that line um, anatomically are the plantar fascia, mm-hmm. the, short tor- the short toe flexors, the gastroc, the Achilles hamstring, sacrotuberous ligaments, erector spinae, all the way up to the epicranial fascia. Mm-hmm. So it's a really beautiful way of holistically elongating or activating um, a whole myofascial system rather than just, for example, a hamstring stretch, where mm. you might just getting that same part of that chain that gets overstretched rather than the entire line. Right. So maybe, you know, maybe the, the restriction is a little bit higher up or lower down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, and it's, it, you know, you spoke of Diane Lee before. A friend of mine, Erica, she took Diane Lee's The Discover Physio course. And Diane is a huge proponent of downward dog. She thinks every physical therapist should do downward dog. Oh, that's cool. Because for the most part, when we're treating, and this probably goes for anyone who sits in a computer, but, you know, we're usually kind of hunched over, usually sitting. So just think about how that posterior part of that posterior train, I I suppose, um, can get very tight. And also Mm -hmm. how your rib cage tends to Mm -hmm. sort of sit down towards your pelvis. Absolutely. Instead of having, because, you know, there should be space between your pelvis and your rib cage. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people, I would think even coming to, let's say, coming to see you in pelvic, with pelvic pain, are probably very guarded in that area. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like that turtle going into its shell. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, you know, Diane had said during that course that she feels, you know, that the downward dog is something that every PT should be doing. But, you know, I think if, if you're able-bodied and able to do it, that, it's a, that anyone can benefit from that. Absolutely. I love what you said, the turtle in the shell. Yeah. It's a great, really beautiful visual. Because that's what we see, but the muscle guarding and the pain and mm-hmm. and also like from, from an um, emotional place, the shame is involved because you can't really talk about it as right. freely as someone who sprains their wrist, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And I just so that people listening, I know I've done a million shows on women's health and things like that. But uh, when we're talking about women's health in the physical therapy world, we're talking about things like pelvic pain, incontinence, you know, very sort of personal very um, injuries that maybe have no outward sign. Like you said, it's not like there's a swollen wrist or there's a cast on their foot or something like that. Exactly. And that's another another component, I think, um, of yoga that's really valuable. It's looking at posture through a yoga lens. Mm-hmm. So as physical therapists, one of the major things we talk about with our patients is posture and postural function and how repetitive um movement patterns that are not optimal at whatever they're coming in to see you with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll, we'll put them into a, quote, ideal posture, and then they'll go home and kind of get where it is. If you show them, teach them Tadasana, which is mountain pose, which is standing with your feet 
hip distance apart and you're grounding through the floor and you can add different up extremity positions to that posture, mm-hmm. but you're making it more more applicable to um, to some to an activity that hopefully they'll they'll go into a yoga class and then remember that posture through a different lens. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also that normalizing idea and it's fun. It's fun to to start to integrate yoga into your daily life. Yeah, I yeah, definitely. And and I think there's also something here that I just want to mention. Um you know, we're talking about yoga for pelvic pain. It doesn't mean that if you have pelvic pain that you should just go in to take a yoga class. Right. I'm so glad you said that. You know what I mean? Yes, so do you want definitely. to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, I would love to. I'm glad you brought that up. So I think the common misconceptions with yoga come from um, seeing the power yoga on TV mm-hmm. or in the gym class, and that's when they do um, a lot of sun salutations, which is great if you don't have right it's mm-hmm. really great but if you have some sort of hip dysfunction every time that you come into a low lunge you're grinding on that hip joint that's not going to be the ideal class for you right so i always recommend people start out and with a, in a gentle hatha yoga class or a restorative class mm-hmm. i love restorative yoga you build yourself up with props with bolsters and blocks and straps mm-hmm. into a place where you're not feeling the stretch, but you're open. Mm-hmm. So it's not the fullest extent of right. the posture. And it's a place where you can really meditate and relax and kind of just melt into that posture. Really great for the nervous system. You know, you leave and you feel like you've had a massage, even mm. though you've done all the work. You right, know, right. Posture. So I would definitely look to start in the, either a gentle class or a restorative class. And also on the kripalu.org website, it's uh-huh. K-R-I, org. they have a beautiful couple of videos that are for free up on the website that go through gentle and restorative um, classes. Oh, that's great to know. Mm-hmm. And and I think also if you are kind of on the fence, and or even if you're in pain and you think, oh, well, my friend was in pain and they went to yoga and they felt better, I mean, I would even back it up a step further and say to come visit a PT. Absolutely. First, and I would say, you know? Yeah, absolutely, yes, exactly. So you work with your physical therapist. The PT will tell you, you know, where to start in terms of the posture. So most people that I see in the clinic, when I give them a downward-facing dog for a home program, mm-hmm. their knees are bent. Mm. They need to unlock that superficial back line. Mm-hmm. Most likely their hamstrings are going to be pulling their back into some lumbar flexion. Yeah. So it's really important, especially if someone's having pain, to have modifications for the postures. Right. Sometimes in these classes, the classes are so big that the teacher can't get around. Absolutely. Yeah, and also it's such an individual process when you're going through rehab that your PT hopefully can help guide you through a home practice, and then when you're ready to transition, you can go to the teacher and say, so I'm not supposed to do this, this, or this. Right. These are my modifications. Can you help me if you see me doing these? Right. And have a conversation with a good yoga teacher. Yeah, and and even if your physical therapist isn't like you, a, you know, a certified yoga instructor, that physical therapist still knows about 
you know, the function and the movement of the body and may be able to say to you, you know, I'm not a yoga instructor, but I work with when I collaborate with a yoga mm-hmm. instructor. So, you know, they can kind of bring you to someone that they collaborate with first before you, because I always am a big, I'm a big proponent of, you know, at least do maybe five private lessons on your own and mm-hmm. then go on to a group class. Absolutely. Just so if, because if you're a novice, you don't even know what it's supposed to feel like when you're in the right position or the right, exactly. what the pose is supposed to feel like. Mm-hmm. So if you have someone that's right there and like honing in on your positions and your postures within your yoga practice, I just feel like spending, and I know that not everyone has the money to do this, but I think spending a little bit of extra money up front is only going to benefit you in the long run. I really agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. And you mentioned how your physical therapist may not be a yoga teacher. And I just taught a class, this um, two-day continuing education class on yoga for pelvic pain. Uh-huh. And I went through, um, and these were folks, there was two people in the class who actually um, are yoga teachers. Uh-huh. But the rest of the people, they're, they're pretty new to it. And what we talked about was how, as physical therapists, we are biomechanical experts. Mm-hmm. So we don't we don't obviously have the training of a yoga teacher in terms of the spiritual life and in terms of the pranayama work and the, and the asana, but we can look at something and look at it from the physical therapy perspective of saying, that doesn't look safe for you, mm-hmm. but let's just tweak your knee this way a little right, bit. Right, right. You know, so we can support, I think we can be a bigger support than I think sometimes physical therapists realize we can be. Yeah, and then I think that's very well put. And on that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come right back after these messages, so everybody stay tuned. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Hi, I'm Austin Marola. And I'm Sloan Wainwright. We're the hosts of the new Thursday morning show, The Music Power Power Hour, Hour. at 11 a.m. We're going to have fun. And shine the light on all aspects of music. And its limitless healing possibilities. We're going to invite artists to share their songs and play live. We'll be listening and talking about great music from yesterday to today. So you're invited to share in our musical conversation. Your ears will be delighted with the sound of music. And our voices. Join Austin and Sloan live Thursdays at 11 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
And welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I am happy to have with me Dusty Ann Miller. She's also a physical therapist and yoga instructor with a private practice in Santa Rosa, California. Um, so, Dusty Ann, let's talk about um, let's talk about your DVD. So you're the creator of the DVD, Your Pace Wellness, Relieving Pelvic Pain, which I have been doing. I met, oh, so, good. yes, I have. So I met Dusty Ann in October, right? At the, yes. So it was back in October in Portland. We were both at the same continuing education course with Lorimer Mosley and Paul Hodges. Which and was- Extraordinary. It was it? it was an amazing course and I feel like I don't think that's gonna happen again. Oh my gosh. Like it the was two Yeah, the two of them sort of teaching within the same the same weekend. Um I, I mean it was an enormous amount of information. Probably like a I'm gonna say probably a two weeks worth of information. Oh, easily. Smashed into <laughs> yeah. smashed into like a thir- what was it, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Um uh, yeah, yeah. So I met Dustyann at, at that uh, conference, and so I've been doing the DVD, and at f- I'm like a yoga novice, so I do not, I'm, I'm not like a yoga practitioner, or I'm not a yogi or anything, but what I found was that the DVD was, it was very clear, it was very concise, and it wasn't, I was like, oh, I hope she's not going to have people, like, I hope I'm not going to have to like stand on my head, or like you said, twist into a pretzel. Right. You know, so so let's talk about the creation of this DVD. Where did it come from? Why did you choose the exercises you did in relation to pelvic pain? Okay, yeah. So I was actually at a continuing education class for pelvic um, pelvic floor stuff, mm-hmm. and my friend Stacy was teaching the class, and someone in the class had asked a question about yoga and what she recommended. And since I was there, she asked me to answer. This is going back a couple of years. And I said, you know, this is what I think. This is why. This is what I think. And I got home that month, and I, and I said, well, yeah, I should check online and see if there's anything out there. For You know, for my patients, I was drawing in these horrible stick figures and oh, yeah. writing everything out, uh-huh. you know. Totally. And um, so I got home, and I realized there was nothing out there. So I called my friend, who's a director and a videographer, and I said, hey, look, I've got this idea. It's kind of wacky. Do you have any interest in doing it? And he said, I'm in. So then no, there was no going back. You know, I got him mm-hmm. involved. And then um, we planned um, on a completely self-produced, low-budget situation. You know, I did as much, I put as much as money as I could into it to make it pretty. Mm-hmm. And um, in terms of creating the actual flows, it was just a series of um, sessions that I put myself through. So I would take my mat out, and then I'd get my little sticky notes, and I would say, okay, right now I'm experiencing bladder pain. What would I want to do? What would I not want to do? And mm-hmm. then I would make notes kind of going through the flow that I would do and do that for different diagnosis. And then I kind of put what I thought the, the, the best little nuggets together mm-hmm. and would be the safest for a video. You know, if I'm doing a one-on-one session, I'm going to do probably different things than I put on the video in terms of um, safety, you know. Yeah. Um, So that's where that came from. And and what has been sort of the response? So if you're giving this, because I I mean, I am not a women's health physical therapist, but I know that you are. So if you're seeing patients who have incontinence or who have bladder pain or any sort of other pelvic pain issues, 
are they benefiting from the DVD? Yeah, and so the cool thing about this is that we can apply all the concepts that we talked about in that Laura Mosley, Paul Hodges um, seminar. Mm-hmm. So if people aren't familiar with that, there's a great resource. It's bodyandmind.org. Mm-hmm. .org, not yeah, .com. .org, yep. So check that out because there's so much amazing pain research out there mm-hmm. that talks about the neurophysiology of pain in the brain. So one of the concepts that we can apply is thinking about um, the explicit motor imagery. Okay, and, and so, can you define that for us? Yeah, definitely. I will do my best. I am no I am no Mosley. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I, you can imagine the movement. So let's say, for example, that um, in the past, it hurt me to to do a gentle standing back bend. Mm-hmm. So, or we'll do things. So if you're lying on your stomach and you do a small little press up, let's say that that's hurt in the past, either mm-hmm. with endometriosis or post-surgical adhesions or bladder pain. Mm-hmm. So what I can do is first imagine the, the movement and then layer on top of that, adding in breath, and mindfulness, because the mindfulness component is really, really key. Mm-hmm. So the example of the explicit motor imagery would be visualizing that before actually doing it. So um, when you start to add onto that, starting to do it, that's when you call it the graded uh, exposure. Mm-hmm. So let's say you do like 10% of that range, and then you come back down. So it's just—it's not all or nothing. It's you can go into a posture about quarter of the way, and that's the—that's your posture of the day. Mm-hmm. So for folks who are really acute, or they're in a flare-up, and if they're doing the home program or the video, they can cut back half to half range, or they can stand in the posture and breathe and imagine mm-hmm. that they're in a posture, and that's how the classes that I've run in the past would work. You know, everyone's in a different level in a different mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. If someone's very acute and they're in a, in a lot of pain, then they'll probably just go a quarter of the range where somebody else who's feeling good that day will go into the full expression of the posture. Right. And so, you know, just visualizing it mm-hmm. can actually help in, in the long run of reducing pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're retraining that. You're retraining the brain that you're that the the output of the movement is not going to necessarily be pain. That's right. Does that make sense? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. And you know, it's you know, you were talking about sort of the mindfulness and uh, the breath. There was a study. I actually just posted it up on my Facebook page yesterday that there was a study from, new research from the uh, Shamatha Project at the University of California, Davis, so at UC Davis, that Mm -hmm. mindfulness from meditation is associated with lower stress hormones. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one thing that we certainly learned in that uh, Mosley and Hodges course was that how stress hormones... So it produces high levels of cortisol, which is the hormone produced by the adrenal gland mm-hmm. that's associated with physical or emotional stress. And that, though, that cortisol, those elevated levels of cortisol or output of the adrenal gland can increase your pain mm-hmm. due to, you know, those ion receptors that are open and they stay open and, 
you know, so they can actually affect the, the nerves running up into the brain and cause that output of pain or perhaps in, increase that output of pain. Absolutely, and anxiety. And anxiety, yep. you know, a big component of any sort of chronic pain. Yep, mm-hmm. is anxiety. And so, you know, now you have, so I, I like the fact that you're sort of weaving in that mindfulness and, and also breath control into the treatment of your patients coming to see you with pelvic pain. And, and I'm sure a lot of these women and men that are coming to see you are more chronic. Mm-hmm. You know, they are more in the chronic stage. So how important is it to have all of these tools? As a therapist, it's so important to have all of these tools sort of at, at the ready in order to treat these patients. Absolutely. And it's, an, again, it's another way to empower people mm-hmm. that they can practice mindfulness, they can practice the breath work, they can do a yoga home program, they can right. find a gentle exercise, if it's walking or swimming, that mm-hmm. that makes them feel good, or, or dance, or tai chi, or qigong. It's this education. We, as physical therapists, I know you do this all the time, we love to educate our patients. Yeah. Because we don't want them to be dependent on us. We want them to go out and live of their course. lives. Of right? course. Yeah. So the idea of empowering people, giving them tools that they can use, is so crucial. Right. And, and also, I think, with empowerment comes less fear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all know that someone who displays a lot of that fear avoidance behaviors, you know, mm-hmm. can spiral into catastrophization and everything else. And, and that alone can increase your pain. You got it. You know, so I think sort of coming kind of full circle with everything, um, you know, I, I'm a big, obviously a big fan of, of educating patients and helping to helping them to decrease their fear. So like you said, if you can have someone just stand in a posture or work on breathing, that's very non-threatening. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm-hmm. they're, you're, that person is more likely to have less fear about movement within their condition yeah exactly and then you bring in the education component and you take out your netter's atlas and you say look at this look at these muscles look at the way this is all connected yeah you're actually doing something because i think people want to do something they want to you know do give me an exercise that i can do 50 times you know right right but how is breathing going to help me and then you educate them on you know the the myofascial relationship right the venous return that, you know, you get your diaphragm into a more optimal posture and then mm-hmm. you're doing that, the effect on the gastrointestinal system. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I think it's all amazing. Um, and we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about your experience at CSM, which is a combined Great. sections meeting, which was out in San Diego. So um, everybody stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. 
Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, joined today by physical therapist and yoga instructor, Dusty Ann Miller. And we are talking all about today of sort of uh, combining yoga with physical therapy. And uh, Dusty Ann did that, from what I understand, quite beautifully at the combined section, sections meeting of the American Physical Therapy Association this year in San Diego. It was at the end of January. Unfortunately, I could not make it. But from what I understand, it was received so well that you had to add another lecture. Is that right? We did. Isn't that wild? Well? You know. Ooh. And then I got... Ooh, you know, you're cutting out a little oh. bit. I'm so sorry. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Oh, good. Okay. So, So, no, 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 no problem. So, tell me about how that went at combined sections. I mean, obviously, it went very well if they had to add another class. But why do you think that that was so successful? Hmm. Um. I have no idea. I was really, I was shocked Uh when when Sandy said that we had to add another section Uh Um, because I really expected. Not to have that much um, uh, interest, but I, you know, it was a there was a big it was a broad audience. I thought it would be it would be mostly pelvic um, health. Yeah. I actually pulled the the, the second um, group, and there were a, a good amount of students there. There were people from the geriatric mm-hmm. section. There are people that work in neuro. So I think there's. Really, loads of interest within the physical therapy world mm-hmm. and within all disciplines of the world in how we can use this in the clinic. Yeah, and I think of it as as therax, and I think of it as neuroread. Sure. So you know, so after the manual work that you do, you always want to have a little neuroread component. Mm-hmm. So I think people are probably interested in how they can integrate that into 
you know, a half hour tree. Yeah. Or um, a 45 minute tree, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was really exciting. It was really exciting to pull together all the research. Um, Sandy Hilton had um, very kindly asked me to submit an application after she received my video. And, and I said, well, I don't know. I don't really know what to talk about. Uh-huh. There's no evidence on it. And she said, well, you know, you can pull in the evidence from, from you know, everything that's out there. It doesn't have to be, you know, even, even if there isn't any evidence on yoga for interstitial cystitis, you can still talk about you know, the comorbidities and, and sure. all of that. So it was really exciting. It was great for me to see how research is being done up it because it really opened my eyes to that uh-huh. world. And it was um it was just a it was an honor to be part of that that event. And so was was this part lecture part due? I had a little complaint. Um, I had originally Planned, you know, thinking it was going to be 30 to 60 people, uh-huh. that we would have a little bit more of an experiential component, but I'm not sure how many showed up. I know the room capacity was 200. Uh-huh. So we kind of, you know, made room where you could, and we did a couple postures. Okay. Um, I introduced um, downward facing dog and, mm-hmm. and child's pose, and we talked about what's happening within the myofascial system in terms of anatomy trains and then mm-hmm. also um, in terms of what the benefits are, what the contraindications are, what the precautions are, mm-hmm. some postural tips, what you want to look at and, and how to modify and what props to use. So there's a little bit of an of a experiential component. Too. Right, right. And, you know, I'll be honest, I think that that's what these conferences are missing. Mm-hmm. Do you know the what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like wouldn't it be great to, like you were saying, you thought maybe you'd have 50 people, yeah. 60 people? Like, yeah. and, and when you go to these conferences, like people have to understand that there's like 14,000 physical therapists there. Yeah. And there's and six or awesome seven lectures yeah, yeah, going on exactly. at any one time yeah. for all of the different sections within uh, the American Physical Therapy Association. But... You know, what I think would be great to have within these these huge conferences, instead of having, you know, your room capacity of 200, some of these are like a thousand people can fit into some of these lecture, uh, lecture rooms. But what I think would be, would, would really make these conferences so much more worthwhile, in my opinion, I don't know, would be, like you said, you know, you were hoping for 50 people. I think having a lecture with 50 people and be able to have ex- make it more interactive is really what, what a lot of these meetings are missing. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether that be, you know, you're going in and talking from, from at least the amount of evidence that you have as to how yoga works and then to go through an experience or to have like a true sort of Q&A Mm-hmm. to really learn from from this this instructor who has all of this wealth of knowledge that they're bringing to the table during these meetings. Um, but anyway, that's just my opinion. Yeah, um, we had fun with the space issues. It <laughs> got yeah. a little interesting. How I got around the um, the space, uh, adding more, more of that component was I started with a guided meditation mm, so yeah. people could experience what it feels like to um, really center yourself before a talk. Because, you know, usually we run in... We've got a cup of coffee, and we're, like, really making it on time. Right, right. Or we're talking to our friends, and then all of a sudden it's like, quick, turn on your brain, listen to this person talk. Right. It was really fun to watch. Yeah, and and you have, you have a free guided meditation on your website, is that right? 
Yeah, I have a free guide of meditation on my blog, which is eventually going to be on my website, but it's www.yourpaceyoga.wordpress.com. And that's Y-O-U-R-P-A-C-E-Y-O-G-A dot wordpress.com. And if someone wanted to get in touch with you, what is the best way? How can they find out more about you? Yep, great. Um, my email is info at yourpaceyoga.com. Mm-hmm. My website is yourpaceyoga.com. And um, I offer two ways to purchase the video for uh, physical therapy clients. It's through Amazon okay. or through my website. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also, if clinics are interested in the reselling program, I do offer wholesale pricing out for that. Oh, great. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. And, and I also just created this PDF sheet. Uh-huh. So if anyone, any PT is listening and wants, wants that, email me. Because okay. I just created a home program um, handout uh-huh. to go along with the DVD. Perfect. So you can say to your patient, do this, do this this, this many times, repeat, and you can keep it in the chart. Perfect. I may have to, I will be emailing you about that. Um, Great. So, and, and just to kind of close things out here, what, in your opinion, what is the, if you, if the listeners today could take away like one, one or two points, what would they be? Mm, I think I would say finding a yoga teacher is, is like finding a good therapist mm-hmm. that is different for every person. There are wonderful um, yoga teachers and yoga therapists out there, and you can interview people in your area to see who you can refer to. Mm-hmm. And that yoga really is for everybody, so you don't have to um, you don't have to be um, you know a twenty year practicing yogi to find a class that's right for you. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to stand on your head and twist like a pretzel no, to do yoga. Exactly, it's <laughs> hard. Great. Well, Destan, thank you so much for taking the time out today and and coming on. I really appreciate it. Karen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Great. And and everyone, be sure to tune in next week where we're going to be talking more about the business side of physical therapy with Jerry Durham and Larry Benz. He is from Evidence in Motion. Um, So uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. And uh, this show will be up on iTunes probably by tonight or tomorrow morning on on, uh, the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart page on iTunes. And everybody, thanks for listening. And we will catch you next week. Stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, I'm Dana. And I'm Don. We We are are Certified certified mediators. Mediators. And I am a family and couples licensed therapist and author of Please Don't Buy Me Ice Cream. Our show, New Beginnings, is about helping you and your family recover financially and emotionally and start the beginning of your life. We'll answer your questions on divorce, family court, co-parenting, personal development, new relationships, blending families, and more. Dana and I will bring you to a place of empowerment and belief that even though marriages may end, families are forever. Join us every Monday starting September 10th at 10 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. 
Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. This is Tony Martinetti, the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Technology, fundraising, compliance, social media. Small and medium nonprofits have needs in all these areas. My guests are expert in all these areas and more. Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern, on Talking Alternative Broadcasting. Are you fed up with talking points rhetoric? Everywhere you turn, it's left or right spin, ideology, no reality. In fact, it's ideology over intellect. No more. It's time for the truth. Join me, Larry Sharp, a.k.a. The Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 Eastern, for the Ivory Tower radio program. In the Ivory Tower, we'll discuss what's important to you, society, politics, business, and family. It's provocative talk for the realist and the skeptic who want to know what's really going on, what does it mean, and what can be done about it. So gain special access to the Ivory Tower and listen to me, Larry Sharp, your Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11, New York time. Go to ivorytowerradio.com for details. That's ivorytowerradio.com. The Ivory Tower is a great place to visit for both entertainment and education. Listen in Tuesday nights, 9 to 11. It will make you smarter. TalkingAlternative.com 